Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is Lit, Lit, Lit Gaming, Gaming, Gaming Arena. 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 For Arena. those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus, and I am joined by Justin. Hey! As always, we uh, talk all bunch of shit about the video games. We talk about the games we're playing. We talk about some shows we're watching. We talk about the shit we've just been up to. Um, this is the more nonsensical version of the podcast, but I think it's more fun. So, uh, let's get to it! All right, welcome to the fun cast presented by the LGA cast, episode 68. One episode away from Big 69. Oh, I got the, something special planned for that episode. Oh, shit. I oh, don't shit. really, but, you know, I gotta say Well, that. you know, it, yeah, well, yeah, we gotta, we gotta front sell this. Gotta make people excited for the next episode so that they'll listen to this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so as always, we are sponsored by uh, Mountain Dew Game Fuel. It's good shit. I'm sorry. I mean, Mountain Dew Amp Game Fuel. We're sponsored by Sadness. <laughs> that, that sounds like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me, um, um, let's see. Oh, where, what is fucking what happened there? Huh? Well, I can't find the slogan for Game Fuel. <laughs> I thought it, it's like something in a can. I can't remember. It's a victory in a can. That's it. Yeah. It's victory in a can. <laughs> How's that? How's that for a shitty ass endorsement? <laughs> a non endorsement. Because we're not actually sponsored by Game Fuel. But a gamer can dream. A gamer can dream. Um, so, yeah. We, uh, we like talking about games on this podcast, and uh, in addition to that, stuff that we're doing or watching. Uh, so, Marcus, what, what, what are you doing, watching, playing, or like, looking forward to? What's going on? What's going well, on in to, your world? I have to open this with a... Uh, it's not how I like to open it, but, you know, I watched... I binged through a show. Now, I don't really do this a lot where I just, like, now just eat a fucking show. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you kind of did that with Avatar The Last Airbender when that hit Netflix. Not like this. Not, <laughs> not, not like this? Like, oh, shit. That's, not, this must be intense. And, not a one and done. Um, but if you haven't watched it, maybe you should. It's called BNA, uh, which I guess oh, stands shit. for Brand New Animal, but that's not really important. Um, it, it is animated by Studio Trigger. Most people know them from uh, Gurren Lagann, Kill La Kill, Pro Mare. Yeah. Um, Little Witch Academy. We've talked about them before on the show, but they just last they, week actually. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they they are a very big name in animation, just in general. Um, they are actually yeah. the people doing the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, show as well. Very just, I mean, I I don't want to give them too much credit, but I do think they are one of the best, if not the best, uh, animation studio currently. Um, and BNA is animated by them. While this show does fall in the space, the uh, realm of furry bait. Um, it is a bit in the furry realm. Uh, I still think it's worth a watch. Uh, if I were to, it's hard for me to say specifically what this is about, but basically, and and, and some of this I don't like. Um, 
so I'll just front load that. But basically, the beast, the these people that are they're beastmen, um, which is strange that they. I mean, Studio Trigger seems to just always uplift and even almost recycle a lot of their own characters. But beastmen exist in Gruen Logon and they exist here. They are different uh, and done differently, but it's the same term being reused. So you got the beastmen and they're like these animal people. Uh, they're not always animals, but they're animal people. And they're kind of basically the Jews. Um, there's a specific reason why I say that, but I don't want to get into spoiler territory. But And one that makes me very uh, not okay with, but I still think it's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they kind of uplift some things that they shouldn't have. Um, so if I was getting very, very uh, reductive of it, it's a show kind of about eugenics. <laughs> When you look at it. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me more of a Gruen Logon in that sense of like, here's just like wide lens at a very like, like here's just like a, a topic, but we're looking at it through like the widest lens possible. And I think that's kind of like this where it's like eugenics, but through the widest possible fucking lens you could do it through. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's, it's a show that I, th I feel is like good for the times right now. Um, in the long run, I know, I know it might not sound like that, but <laughs> it, it, I, I don't know. It, it was fun. It's animated really well. There's just a lot of really good episodes. Um, it, it's only 12 episodes long. That's another thing. So it's very, very short. Um, kind of okay. reminded me a bit. And, and I say this just like broad strokes, just in the way I consumed it. And in terms of like animation quality is it kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, Devilman Crybaby. And I say that specifically not in terms of like theme or anything else, not even like stylistically. It just is like, it's just something animated very well that is very short and very to the point. Okay. Um, yeah, so I definitely got to check this out. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's really fucking cool. Um, the, like it, in the first few episodes, like at least watch like the first two or three episodes. I mean, at that point, you should just watch the whole thing, but... <laughs> it's it's good um i don't know if there will be another season or not it's i can't necessarily say it's left like if they it's left in a way that if they ended here i wouldn't feel bad but also if they made more i wouldn't be angry either <laughs> so okay so that's yeah, always that's, a good thing that's what's good i like that yeah because I, I went on that whole rant about being like underwhelmed by shows that don't have any sort of conclusion this you'll be very satisfied I do think it's, there are some scenes that I feel are specifically ripped from the modern Godzilla films. Really? Yeah. You'll, you'll know if you watch it and when you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Uh, but obviously I'm being vague on purpose. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's a wild ride. I mean, Studio Trigger is just, they're good at what they do. Um, I didn't think I would be so like, I was like, oh, you know, I'll check it out. And then like when it was, you know, like furry stuff, I was like, I don't know if I'm really that like into this, but it's, it, it's furry and not at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> like, they, cause they have human forms. Um, but yeah, it's just fucking weird. There's a baseball episode in there. I, I, I inherently just like any anime that strangely has a baseball episode where it's nonsense baseball. <laughs> um, cause like, uh, Samurai Champloo did that. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good ass baseball episode. <laughs> so, 
I'm like, I don't know. There, it, it always feels like a lot of anime has an obligatory, like, baseball episode, and I'm there for it, so. That or, a, a, it's like a beach episode or ba sometimes a baseball episode. I feel like a beach episode happens more often. I'm not there for a beach, like, b beach episodes don't really care for. Yeah. Baseball. I, it's always funny. <laughs> well, you know, the Japanese, they love their baseball. <laughs> it... it, 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 it I mean, it is like a big cultural thing for them. It is. Um, yeah. But also horse yeah, races. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it, it's interesting. But but yeah, check this out. Um, like I said, it is 12 episodes, so it's a short watch. And I mean, if you get three episodes in and don't like it, like don't feel bad for hopping off of it. But at least give it, you know, a couple episodes. I, I, I yeah. feel like after the first episode, you'll be fairly into like the weirdness that it is. Nice. Yeah, I'll go ahead. Definitely gotta listen to this. But uh you watch anything else or play more games or um, yeah, I mean I, I I well I watched that uh Unsolved Mysteries also on Netflix. <laughs> that's uh that's like the new like show that used that we all used to watch in the nineties with our parents, right? Yeah. And I heard some complaints about the music in this. Is, is the music not like as good as the old music it's not as good but it, i think it's fine it's serviceable it's not i mean it's not what it was but whatever i was i was just watching it for like true crime bullshit while i play games uh handheld games you know yeah so, which, which it's it's like perfect for that because i can like half pay attention you know like to some of that stuff except the french episode that was got yeah. to pay attention during because the, there's subtitles so I, was like, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Had an episode on UFOs. Wasn't expecting that either. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. alien abduction. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the music I, sounds like it's sort of a rendition of the original music, but like they a little variance. Yeah, it's. I was going to say it's. It, it sounds like it's the same thing, but it's not quite getting there. They kind of, they kind of um, epicized it. They made it like, an, like a movie trailer type style. Sounds yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I love good. that old like 80s, 90s ass. Just but then a dent, but then a Yeah, it's just it's fine. I, I mean, I just like I said, I, I just potato chipped that as I was playing other stuff, half paying attention. Some of those cases are real interesting. So sometimes I'd find myself watching it more than I was playing. So I guess that's a positive for that. Um, and then, uh, before this, I put on, which I'll go back to after this, um, I've, it's not called A-Team, it's called, like, A-something, but it's about the the scandal involving the gymnasts and how they're all basically abused. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, like, a movie documentary on just all the gymnastic stuff and, like, all, that, all the scandals involving them that are swept under the rug of how they're all, like, abused typically through, like... Obviously, like, injuries are very common in gymnastics, but they they go to these weird camps, and then they're away from their parents, and they have no... There's some reason these, like, ranch areas that are secluded enough that they don't get cell signals, so they're just out there. But then, of course, like, their coaches and stuff, or trainers, will give them massages that sometimes aren't really massages. Oh, well, yeah, that's shitty. Where, you know, they get finger popped and, you know, they're uh, not, since they're real young, they're sometimes not even aware of uh, it being a sexual act 
or just in general that they're being touched in a sexual manner. They don't even realize it because once again, injuries are common and getting massages are common. Yeah. Until they're massaging areas that they're not supposed to. Ooh, yeah, that's that's no good. And, and I mean, many of them, it's like all these sports where you they develop very strong bonds with their coaches and they don't realize they're abused. Um, at least where yeah, I was that's at, pretty fucked up where I was at. Someone said they got like the flu and they lost weight and th- they were like, yeah, I lost six pounds. And then they were like, my coach just told me like, keep off that stick six pounds, but I don't care how you do it. So, and they, they Damn. were like, I didn't think of that as abuse, but it's like, it's, th- it's small things like that. And then they're, I mean, you're an Olympic athlete, like your drive is just insane. So it's like, if you have to fucking starve yourself or puke or whatever, you're going to do it because you're, yeah, it, they ha- engage in extreme behavior all the time. And just all of that stuff is swept under the rug because like yeah. for a long time, it was like, oh, no, like they'd be like, oh, don't go to the cops to report this stuff. Like, just go to us. And they would pretend that they were handling it, even if they weren't as far as yeah, that's fake detectives. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I recommend up. watching it if you're interested in just that kind of true crime nonsense. I know we're not a true crime show, but I have a I I really like true crime stuff. <laughs> I just find that stuff fascinating. Well, don't you worry. I'm going to uh, oh, I had something on my head. I'm going to exploit the shit out of that for our promotion because everyone loves true crime. Podcasts. God damn it, Justin. <laughs> Seriously, like people are like, I'm a true crime podcast and I'm getting a bajillion downloads. Um, yeah. <laughs> so welcome. Uh welcome to all true crime fans. Welcome to the Kimmy <laughs> Urina podcast. So otherwise, I mean I'm still on my endless uh paper Mario crusade. Now I know you would think there would be nothing new to say uh, about Paper Mario. Oh god. Oh jeez. There's, I there's, started. There's, there's always something to say about Paper Mario. I started Paper Mario Sticker Star on the oh, 3DS. Shit. Now this game's weird, and I mean, I I like I bought this game when it came out, uh, hoping I would like it. You know, excited for Paper Mario stuff, and then I quickly realized playing it, what the fuck did they do to Paper Mario? So I I dove off of it, and I'll <sighs> get to why. Anyway, I picked this up again because um, I'm trying to just play through all the Paper Mario games, and I hope, I'm hoping yeah. to do something bigger or greater about Paper Mario stuff. But we'll we'll see when I'm there. Uh, we're potentially teaming up with Precisely for something, but that may not be the overall goal of all this, actually. So we'll <laughs> see when we're there. Um, that's going to be post Origami King, though. But anyway, playing Sticker Star. I still feel I'm not quite fully through this game yet, but I feel 100% resolute that it is by far, bar none, the worst Paper Mario. Oh, shit. That's, and that's Paper Mario why, fighting words. Specifically why and why I dove off this game and like why I ricocheted like hard off this game is Mario doesn't really have attacks. Now, I know that sounds weird, but all your attacks are used by stickers that you have in your collection. So everything is an expendable item that you use. Hammer attacks are expendable items. Jump attacks are expendable items. If you don't have any stickers, you can't attack. You can't finish that fight. So it's sort of like a deck builder. A bit. But you see, in deck builders, you usually always have a deck and it just reshuffles the cards. That's true. Just like run out. Um, I, I feel that had this been a deck builder um granted this would have been before the deck building craze it would have actually been decent uh 
that just didn't exist yet. It feels that I'm getting vibes of that 3DS Kingdom Hearts game where you had your attacks were card moves. Mm-mm. Worse than that? It's worse than that. It's oh, way shit. worse than that. Because it is still traditional uh, Paper Mario but for the most part. I'm going to also get to another thing that makes it even more terrible. Um, because you still, you know, you encounter a Goomba, it goes into just like a fight that is like a traditional... RPG fight. Now, one of the biggest differences here versus some of the older ones like the original Paper Mario or Thousand Year Door is the lack of a companion. You do have this weird, like, holographic sticker crown guy that follows you around. I can't remember his fucking name. Um, but he's not a companion. He doesn't fight with you. Uh, so, yeah, you just use... He, he provided you with the sticker album and, like, the ability to pull these stickers off in the universe and there's all these fucking stickers they're fucking everywhere you can grab them they're all over the fucking place and there is holographic stickers that okay. you know do more damage they're kind of like rares uh but whatever they're, they've all they all fucking suck like i said they were approaching if this was a deck builder holy shit it would be actually good and if it just recycled your deck and you just yeah. built the deck and then you fucking did it they didn't know they had no idea they didn't <laughs> they didn't know <laughs> um but in addition to that they got rid of leveling you don't level up oh shit so now you got to wonder, and this this is really where the whole game breaks down. The fact that they get there is no EXP, because then it is like, what reason do I have to even engage in combat? It, it defeats yeah. the point of me fighting anything that's trash in a level, so all I do is just avoid mobs yeah. and, you know, try to progress the story and try to progress to a boss battle, because there's no point in fighting mobs if I'm not getting experience or anything. Now, what you get from boss, like just regular mobs, can be potentially stickers, which I don't really need because obviously I'm going to expend stickers to kill them and getting stickers is kind of pointless unless it's a rare sticker. But whatever, that's not important. Um, you can get coins um, and you're going to need coins to fight like the big bosses typically because you're going to want to do these in any fight you can spin this reel like a lottery thing and you can try and match them and if you match all three you get you get three slots for attacks to spend stickers versus the one or if you match two you get two slots um and if you do get the three it will go three like your three attack then a two attack then a one attack so you know turn one will your your first turn i'm gonna do air quotes is your three attacks, then the enemy attacks, and then your next one will be a two, and then the one. Unless you do reels again, and then try and spin for more, uh, which you can do at any point on your turn. Okay. But yeah, it, it's a stupid gimmicky-ass mechanic in there, and you can spend more money to instantly, like, to lock the first two so that they're guaranteed to be the same. Uh, which here's what I don't... I can't really wrap my brain around why they did this. So... When you pay to do the reels, it's three coins. Then it's fifteen the first time, and it'll slow the. It'll make the first two slots locked. Now you can pay even more coins to slow them down, but it only slows down those first two. It doesn't slow down the last one. So it's like, why? Why would you do this? Why didn't you not just slow all of them? Can't really figure that out. Um, yeah, I just don't. I don't know why they did that. Um, I'm. But the the world structure. And I can't understand this either, which it, like this whole game just feels like it was a mess and it's a string of ideas that had no through line. And it, it, it almost just feels like it was like an alpha build of something that never should have seen the light of day, that it needed a lot more testing. 
Um, like you said, if this ended up as a deck builder and maybe had more structure, it would have been awesome. But you, my thing is, it's segmented into levels, kind of like an old traditional Mario. So, so you'll have like your, you start in kind of this like toad place, and then from there, there's four paths, and they're labeled like World One Dash whatever. Um, so you can go, you know, do world one, go through that, and then you can loop back around to the home place and go to world two, do all those. But the problem is, and this is where it seems like just so nonsensical, like why the fuck would you ever do this, is when you're in an individual level, you may need certain specific stickers that you may not have. So you'll have to leave the level, go back to town, buy them, or... Sometimes you find an item in that level because there is weirdly real physical items. And this is actually going to be a red flag for later, uh, which I'll get to. But you'll find like, let's just say a vacuum cleaner or a faucet in a level. And that goes into a things tab and you have to run those back to town, convert those into stickers, and then they become usable as stickers, which you can use those (laughs) for attacks. But you're not you typically those things you're not going to use for attacks. You're going to use for Unless you're fighting a boss, uh, which I'll get to. But you, you'll you use those to be like, oh, this water faucet you can use here. And that will fill this pool um, and create this oasis. Or this vacuum cleaner will suck out all the dust in the desert. Um, which is really obtuse at no, of knowing what goes where sometimes. Um, the vacuum cleaner one in particular. I actually had to look that one up. It's really fucking confused. And there was a specific reason because I didn't have the vacuum cleaner because you had to go to four dash one to find it. (laughs) God damn it. Yeah. These don't go in any order. And this is that was the most egregious because a the world that you needed that in was already a hidden path that you had to find in the first place. Uh, You have to find this hidden path uh, that takes you to that level specifically which makes it seem optional. It is not optional because you have to go there. You have to vacuum up the desert, which allows you to actually like complete that level. But you, until you fill the oasis with water, you can't fully get the thing you need from it. And you need this, uh, tablet piece and you need all four, all all three pieces, uh, to actually fight the boss of that section of levels. Otherwise you can't progress. Wow. And that's for world two. So, I mean, I guess what you could have done is just be like, oh, I can't find these tablet pieces. Fuck it. I'm going to world three and so on until you wrap to world four, one, find the vacuum cleaner and then be like, okay, I don't know what the fuck to do now. (laughs) But I don't know that that it basically by labeling the levels by like numerically of like one dash one, one dash two, one dash three or like two dash one, two dash two, you know, so on and so forth. They've shot themselves in the foot because you're obviously you have to break that and go to like four dash one to get an item to go to two dash four. That yeah, that's dumb. (laughs) Yeah, or you just stuff in general. Yeah, I'm like that's just bad game design. Yeah, Uh, that kind of goes back to my Spyro conundrum. That it's like if I need something exterior to do the thing in a level, I'm just not gonna like to do it and. And like I said, it's fairly obtuse in knowing what sticker to of these like item things to use where. Um, and sometimes you're just guessing, which sucks because those stickers for the uh, thing items, like which may be a trumpet or whatever it might be, a vacuum cleaner, it can be anything, a radiator. 
but those are you can once you expend them so if you put a sticker in the wrong spot if you use it well not if you used it in the spot like where i needed the vacuum cleaner if instead i put the water faucet yeah it expends it i don't yeah. just get it back um and then i can go to get it back i have to go to town <laughs> and i can buy it um Jeez. for a very high price it's like 120 sometimes a lot more than that depending on the sticker um or I can go repeat the level that I got it from and go get it again. Ugh. A huge waste of fucking time. Yeah. It's just exhausting, boring bullshit that you shouldn't have to deal with. So you can tell, like like I said, this feels just structured poorly and not the way anybody should build anything ever. I don't know why they didn't include a level up system. You do get like, in certain levels, they may have a plus five heart thing that you can get, but that's not like leveling up. That That's just like gets you more health uh, total. But that's not, you're, you're never going to gain EXP or level up. And reasons I worry is Origami King, so far, we haven't seen experience when it comes to Origami King. So I worry that there is no leveling up in Origami King. Um, these are just, once again, like fears I have about that game. In addition to that, the boss fights in Origami King, they seem really cool because it is like, oh, you're fighting a stapler or like a box of of colored pencils or whatever it might be. And I'm like, that's a yeah. cool concept for a boss fight. But now I'm worried because you have real life objects here in sticker star. Yeah. And they suck ass. <laughs> Are they going to suck ass in origami King? I, I just have real fears. Uh, yeah. When it comes to origami King. So hopefully that's not the case. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm waiting with bated breath in some ways. I, like, like I said, Paper Mario, when it, when it's good, it's, it's really good. Um, or uh, it's it's pretty damn good. But um, it, it's just had. I think it's had more uh, struggles than anything else, and I think it's had identity problems. It, it, it's a kind of a troubled franchise. Um, and I hope this one is finds its groove. And in the comments, the devs on it recently said they're not focused on making a game like uh, their old work. They're not interested in that. They're interested in creating cool moments, basically. I'm extremely paraphrasing, and I can't remember verbatim what they said, but it was something like that. And this is also real-world fears because Sticker Star has some great, really cool moments where it is like, oh, that's an interesting thing, or that's the thing I haven't thought of. Um, like, even, like, just weird paper constructs that are cool-as-fuck paper constructs. Um like that look cool but that worries me when like i said those become like that's a cool moment yeah but it doesn't make a good game no yeah so i don't know i'm still gonna smash through this fucking game um it's somewhere between like how do i explain it it's bad but it's so just like i say it works well i guess when i'm watching tv uh because both become mindless tasks (laughs) they're they're both terrible Um, because yeah I don't have to focus on what I'm doing in that game too much I can just like hop around and and I mean I'm just like hopping around avoiding enemies like just to get to the next thing Um, find whatever shit I can find and you know go to the next level Um, which isn't like the worst but it's like go through the motions I can't can't even recommend this game I can't do anything (laughs) with this game it's such a nothing midline game oh no yeah which is like maybe that's its greatest uh problem is that it's it's bland it's flavorless yeah uh yeah Yeah, that makes sense 
don't know. I just, I just feel weird about it. Um, and I, it's weirder because I looked at the dev because I was, I was curious if because I know certain franchises when they're on the 3DS, it's different devs versus the devs when they're you know main mainline console games. Yeah, it's been intelligent systems the entire time from oh, the shit. original Paper Mario to Sticker Star to Color Splash to fucking Super Paper Mario. All of it has been intelligent systems. Now, if you guys don't know, like, do, do you know other games by intelligent systems, Justin? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Not off the top of your head? They are the Fire Emblem people. Fuck. <laughs> they are the Fire Emblem. They made codenamed Steam. I mean, they've had, like, misses for sure. But you just think, like, Fire Emblem, like, Fire Emblem has panache to it. Like, that, that is a franchise that has stuck to formula, sticks to yeah. its guns. It doesn't, d- like, d- go very far from the formula, even when it, ch- like, changes what it's doing. And then you look at Paper Mario, and it's all over the fucking map. Like, only Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door were the same. Everything post that has been like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> Super pa- like, Super Paper Mario was just, like, basically a Mario game with RPG elements, but it was mostly a platformer. Yeah. And, uh, which I have words to share about that game, but I don't want to go into it here. Uh, <laughs> that's for a later date. All right. But... But then you have Sticker Star, which is just like a fucking mess and doesn't know what it's doing. It's not it doesn't feel like a fully uh, like fully formed thought at any point. Yeah. And like I, I can't speak to Color Splash, but I know it was also really middle of the road. But I mean, I'll get there, too. But it's just the franchise has been all over the map. And then and then Origami King is like, oh, we're going back to having companions but maybe they're going back to having companions and then also being like, but no EXP, which would be the shittiest. Yeah. I can't like, what is an RPG if it doesn't have EXP and leveling up? Yeah. It's a lame one. <laughs> it's Yeah. I, oh boy. Well, like I said, that I just find that problematic, like deeply problematic when it comes to like, what is the point of fighting trash mobs if I'm not getting anything out of it? Yeah. Like I'm because then I'm just going to avoid them. Like it, I if I'm not getting experience to level up to get like additional attack power, additional this that, like there is no benefit in me fighting them. It just and this is my best, biggest probably pet peeve when it comes to like almost all gaming is like you're why invent shit that just gets in the way of me doing cool shit. And that's what that is. <laughs> it's just a deterrent between me and cool shit. Um and I think of like, like when I think of a game that really just cut all of it out and just focused on like, what if we just made everything you do the cool shit and there was no bullshit in there? Yeah. And that is Dead Cells, where it's huh. just like, what if you were just running at 100 miles an hour and killing things like almost instantly and then picking up cool loot along the way and then fighting cool boss fights or yeah. like like Dark Souls is kind of that, too, where it's like, what if the boss fights were really epic and all the loot you get is meaningful? then i'm like it's like it seems so obvious to just do something like that but so many companies get it wrong all the time yeah it's just like what if we put a bunch of shit in the way of you doing anything cool what if we put the world's (laughs) most boring puzzle in front of you that you have to solve the world's most boring god puzzle before you do anything cool please no and this (laughs) and sticker star does that too oh geez by having obtuse as fuck 
items you need <laughs> and you have no idea where to get them or if they're the right ones. That is, yeah, that's bad. To solve a puzzle that is not even cool. <laughs> Some boring and ass you puzzle solve it. And, and you don't you feel accomplished. Oh my God. You feel like a piece of shit afterwards. Oh, and I didn't even touch the, uh, in Sticker Star, boss fights, like the second, the boss of the second world has 300 health. Oh my God. Which is ridiculous. That's a lot of health. <laughs> um, and this becomes, here's another conundrum slash problem, especially when it comes to eliminating EXP, is not only, well, even the first boss does this too, but not only did you eliminate the fact that I can get EXP, so I, I never truly get stronger. I always just do consistently the same damage, depending on the 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 items I have, or in this case, stickers. Um, it's always going to be the same. Like it's dependent on the sticker you use, obviously. But once again, you can turn the these physical objects you find into stickers. Now you can use those during boss fights, and they do insane damage, like. Stupid amounts of damage. I had a baseball bat that did 90 damage and it swung twice. So wow. It did 180 damage on just a regular item, like a boot. I do like 10 damage. <laughs> wow. so, that, so I guess my issue here is basically they have not only created the fact that you need these r incredibly rare items, basically like, I guess they're not rare because they respawn and you can go get them whenever the fuck you want. Typically. But yeah, they've created these items that are basically used to progress, not only in puzzles, but also you need them for boss fights, which becomes an item that is basically used to one shot bosses or that you just need to beat the boss in general, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of a boss fight. It's not yeah. where it's like it's not really challenging if I have in like in the first boss, like you probably could do it without it, but it'd be a, like a lot harder. But at one point it's like, Oh, he's like breaking apart. Maybe if we had something we could cut him up with. So you use these scissors and it like cuts him to pieces. And then he's just like dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's like with like the first time I fought him, I didn't have the scissors and he like crushed me. And then I just went in the second time with scissors and I like annihilated him. Like it, it was no, it wasn't even a challenge. I just like walked through this guy. And, and that becomes like, what's the point of a boss fight then? Like, if it doesn't offer really anything, if I can just, I mean, I'm at a point now where I'm just like, I just stock up on all the items wherever I can get them. And I have like shitloads of them. Yeah. So I'm like, cause, and I'm holding on to them just specifically for boss fights. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to unload. It's just going to be like, I'm going to use the, the reels, get a triple attack and then be like a jackhammer baseball bat <laughs> faucet and they'll be dead probably. Yeah, uh, I I feel this game at a game design school, they need to show sticker star and just be like, this is how you don't build a game. Everything yeah. this game did was wrong, <laughs> but it looks good, which is kind of I know you showed me that claymation game earlier um, and I know you hated how it looked, but there is nothing worse in this world than when a game looks cool and just sucks nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the biggest betrayal. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about sticker star right now. <laughs> Maybe by the end, I'll be like, it's the coolest game ever, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> um, currently the only like Nintendo, like seal of approval game. That's been worse for me personally. I know there is, there are other games out there that are definitely worse that Nintendo has under their umbrella. Some that I don't count that were on the CDI. 
Um, I don't count those. Uh, <laughs> but Chibi Robo Ziplash to me is the worst game in existence. Don't oh, ever geez. play that. Don't don't <laughs> even look at that game. It does have a moment that's like Pacific Rim, and I know that might encourage you to want to play it, but that's the end of the game. Yeah. Um, it's very Pacific Rim, and that's kind of cool. Just go watch it on YouTube. Just like Never Pacific play that game. It is not worth it. Just like Pacific Rim, there are very few good sequences in that. Oh, shut the fuck up. Pacific Rim was epic. <laughs> there wasn't enough robot fighting. I loved Pacific Rim. There's There needed to be more. I wanted up like Hellboy in it. I wanted 99% of that movie to be robot fighting. The only fault of that movie was the shoehorned love story. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> bad. That, I just that wanted was literally a moment for me where I was like, <sighs> do they just try to put a love story in every single movie yeah. in existence? I just wanted doesn't need it. I just wanted fucking giant robots fighting. That's all I gave a shit about. And they had to ruin it. <laughs> it's, they didn't really ruin it. But I mean, it, it feel like I feel like the moment at the end of the movie was like all I wanted to see in that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's also how I felt about. The first Godzilla of the, <laughs> yeah. the that too. Very, yeah, very, very reminiscent. I feel like the first Godzilla was the same way. I have heard a very long conversation about how good that first Godzilla movie is. And I forget where I listened to that at, but they are wrong. That it was movie just was really boring up until the end. The last 15 yeah. minutes of that movie was all I needed to see. Yeah, it was for me. It was just OK. The sequel, much better. Much better. They, I think they knew what they were doing. It was I very loud, though. Th- the only issue with the sequel is they're like, you like kids? What if people? And I was like, Ugh. once again, stop it with the people. You, you did a, I'm like, you did a lot less people, but could you cut the people down even 50%? Yeah, more? just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. get rid of the people. It's like the Transformers. Like, I want to see the cool Transformers. I don't want to see any Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like, like the Sonic movie. They kind of they they knew what they were doing because it was like Sonic is the star of that. Yeah, it it does. It is like like this weird cop man. But at least I was like, at least he's an adult. Yeah, but and I was it like, made it it made it seem like the cop. Fine. Yeah, the human guy was the sidekick in in like fucking movies like Transformers. It's like oh Shia LaBeouf is the main character and the Transformers are the sidekick. It's the <laughs> no. wrong it's the wrong emphasis. That that's where Bumblebee got it right because John Cena's the <laughs> God damn it, Marcus. Oh just, fuck. And he breaks into reality just like that comment did. <laughs> oh shit. All right, what what else have you been doing? Uh, that has been it uh that's in it. this brief time. All right. Um I'm prepping for fourth, uh, but Yeah. yeah. You know, it's gonna be busy it, it, weekend. I, I, I got tomorrow off, so I can yeah. play games tomorrow. I, I have yeah. a lot of shit on deck that I ran through with you before we recorded, but yeah, a lot I of have stuff. an unimaginable amount of shit on deck that is gonna be cool to talk about when I get there. But I don't want to talk about it now because that will spoil the coolness that is these bullshit games. I want to. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's what we get to look forward to in the coming weeks. Um, but. Yeah, so uh, with that being said, we should probably take a quick break, and then we'll get back with what I've been doing, plus community engagement. So we will be right back.
Hey guys, Snow here. I just wanted to give a real quick intro. Snow, what are you doing? Uh, Grog, I'm in the middle of something. I can see that. Wait, wait a minute. Microphone, headset, script. Are you recording the new promo? Yes, Grog, I was recording the new promo. Without me, but I'm the master of toast. Plus, I've been practicing. Okay, fine. You can help. I'll read the script. Just chime in when you feel like you have something important to say. Yes. Hi guys, Snow here. And Grog. (laughs) I just wanted to give a real quick introduction to our podcast, Missing Role Player Found. We are an actual play Pathfinder podcast following the adventures of the Odd Guild. That's for killed. We were all living our normal lives until we tried the latest MMORPG. And that's when we found out we were all trapped in the game and we could die. Oh, but don't worry. We still find plenty of time to have fun. Sometimes a little too much fun, if you know what I mean. Yes, Grog, I think we all do. And that's why it took us so long to finish the last floor. Hey, that one wasn't my fault. Any of that sound interesting? Why don't you check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Nailed it. All right, welcome back to the LJ cast. Uh, and let's get into what I've been doing. Um, so uh, as far as what I've been playing, Elite Dangerous, I didn't uh, get too much further than where I was at last time. I'm still just kind of doing the same trading it's like it's more or less like an idle game at this point for me i haven't been like act super active in it just kind of it's like a leisure thing um but i uh aiden brought a game to my attention called shapes.io and that's shapes with a z and it's like a it's like one of those it's like your factorio it's like your uh, satisfactory, but this is it's 2D and you're you're farming and using uh, shapes as resources. And uh, so you start you have like your kind of home like base where you're bringing materials to and you have like a harvester square and yeah so in this area around your base you have like like it's basically kind of like it'll look like a battery of circles in in squares and then you'll have like squares in squares and so you place a harvester over a circle square because it's like a grid you place a harvester and it starts it'll harvest those circles and then you just draw a conveyor belt to your base and then there's different pieces that you can use to like you can like along the way you will have uh You'll you'll get like a combiner where you just combine conveyor belts into a single one, like a junction, or you can split them to go one conveyor belt to two conveyor belts. And then you can get a tool that will be like a a, a cutter. So it cuts the shapes into like a half so you can have half circles. And then so in this, the, the point is, is that like you have certain materials you're supposed to bring to the base and what it first, what it asks for is like circles. And then as you, as you progress, it says, okay, now we want half circles. So you have to cut them in half, but then it says, oh, well, we only want left half circles. So you got to like put the right half of the circles of the garbage. And so, it's one of those it's one of those where you're just optimizing your factory as much as you can with the conveyor belts and all the tools you have. I didn't get too far into it, but uh, the game just came out on Steam recently. There's a, like a free demo of it online because it's like uh, in a way it can be browser based. Uh, so 
I don't know, I'm, I want to get a little further into this game. I contacted the developer to see if he wanted to come on the show and talk about it because it's pretty neat. Um, just with the the I love the style of it because it's just, it's just shapes. There you're not harvesting like materials. You're harvesting shapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's and it's it's bizarre because like and then as you progress i've seen like as you progress like they'll ask for certain things where it's like you it'll ask for like a shape um but the the process of getting that shape means you're you're cutting up squares and like triangles and or, or circles and stuff like you're cutting those up and combining them into different shapes in order to get the end result so you're just going to have like this weird contraption of conveyor belts feeding into machines and then conveyor belts coming out of those machines and splitting up and going in different directions. And then finally they go into your home base where you harvest them and um, harvesting all these shapes also will allow you to level up and get access to different things. So like you're you're just collect it's just you're collecting resources just like you would in satisfactory but instead of resources it's shapes so i don't know it's it's really interesting i really like the style of it so far so um hopefully he gets back to me because i think it'd be awesome to get this guy on the show but he is german so maybe he doesn't speak english that well so i don't know (laughs) i Um, speak really not well german (laughs) <laughs> yeah you can be a translator apparently with the russian accent because <laughs> my teacher was russian oh god we had a sub who was like was a german uh teacher who spoke actually like she was from germany uh and she was our sub and she was like why do all of you have russian accents <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, the frau is russian right <laughs> Why do you have Russian accent? Why are you learning German with a Russian accent? I don't know. <laughs> That's great. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Um, also, so other than that, those that's the only games I really got into this week. Um, I totally just, do you know how last week I was complaining about uh, unsatisfactory endings? Um, so not well, satisfactory. Not satisfactory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I did not look to see if there is a great ending for fucking Colony, and I just kept watching it. So I'm, like, in too deep for me to, like, stop. Oh, you're gonna get <laughs> fucked. I know. It's, and it's like I said, it's that, that for me, it's like, I, I can't do the, th- any, I don't want to do anything less than three seasons, and this is exactly, exactly three seasons, so it's on that cusp of... Did it get did it just get canned after three seasons or did they intend for it to be three seasons? Because if it gets more than three seasons, there's a lot better chances of it. Like, okay, they had a good enough run and they could end it properly. But like anything three seasons or like anything under three seasons, there's a pretty good chance you got fucked. Like, but three seasons, six seasons in a movie constant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six seasons in a movie. Um, But if it's three seasons, exactly. It could just be shit (laughs) who knows it could be good um but yeah i'm in like the middle of season two now (laughs) i just couldn't i couldn't stop watching it i it's the mystery i gotta know what happened because like they they eventually they reveal that like they've sort of known about these aliens since the 60s during the apollo missions 
um, they like uncover like and it's very brief. It's just like a beginning of an episode segment where that shows like these dudes smoking cigars, sitting around a table, listening to a tape. And then it shows like an image on the screen at the end of this segment where it just just some lights on the dark side of the moon. Because, you know, that trope, there's always something on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Like in like in Transformers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Nazis or Transformers. uh, Pick one. Uh, In this case, it was space Nazis. Um, (laughs) They so. They're they're listening to this tape because they the Apollo went around the dark side of the moon. They picked up the signal and they're like, it sounds like some sort of weird music. And they're just listening to this tape. And uh, and then that's and then it shows like the weird lights. And then they then that segment ends. You're like, oh, shit. So shit's been happening like like on the back burner since the 60s. And you kind of start getting the feeling that like these aliens have kind of been around and involved in the government and politics for a lot longer than they've been around for. Like they, they always talk about this event called the arrival and that's basically when the aliens just came and took over. Um, but there were like groups of people and agencies that were set up to handle and handle all this. And that's what the transitional authority is. And they had like a list of people that were like, hey, these people are going to be in charge of uh, like basically in a way the new world order. Like these people will be in charge of repopulating or and and re 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 jump starting the human race in a way Core of the earth. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's it's core, but in a TV show and it and instead of the earth, it's people. No, (laughs) it's um. So, yeah, and they keep referring to the aliens as our hosts, which is weird because, like, fuck you guys. This is our planet. You're not hosting us. <laughs> it's, um, and there's just, like, this really crazy. I refer it, to them as guests. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, these crazy <laughs> tall walls that are dividing up these areas that they're living in. And it seemed it, they, they kind of allude to the fact that, like, everything outside the walls is, like, basically, like scorched earth like they're like there's nothing out there but there's also kind of something out there but they won't say what is actually out there so like almost part of me is almost like what if this is like a a fucked up destiny situation because you know in destiny that the the fucking whatever ball of light thing comes and is like hey i'm gonna like yeah the traveler it's like i'm gonna help you out but also things are after me it's gonna fuck your shit up egg man it's an egg (laughs) it's um so I th- I think like this is this could be a situation like that where they're like, hey, something's going to come to Earth and we have to protect these people. But the only way we can do it is to like protect them in these small little containment zones to keep whatever's coming out. Because what happens at one point in the show is that these the walls that you see throughout the series that divide up these zones, they just fucking flew in from outer space like they didn't build these things. They just came. They just dropped down from space <laughs> like they were already preformed and ready to go. And they just came down from space and just locked together and just. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what happened to everything underneath the walls when they can't when they <laughs> fucking landed. But they just like they just divided up L.A. like it was a piece of pizza. Like I don't <laughs> delicious like some dirty, delicious L.A. Los pizza. pizza. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. There and. The, so there's like this weird kind of mystery behind it where I'm like, 
these these guys have been fucking with with politics and they've been kind of in control this whole time because there's this whole agency that has basically unlimited power that just came and just started kidnapping people and taking them away to these safe zones for the quote unquote arrival. So, yeah cool stuff i like it so far I'm, I'm really liking the series obviously like i'm halfway through season two already i just i just can't shake the feeling that i'm gonna be horribly disappointed <laughs> when uh i get to the end of season three um which on that note also uh a long while back you recommended i watch um symbiotic titan <laughs> and yeah. how that was just like a one-off season I, because it never i told ugh. you it didn't have an ending i know but it still it just left me feeling so fucking empty inside i feel so empty after that. <laughs> like it, there's i wanted to know so much about like where did octus come from what who the fuck was the guy that fixed him what the fuck what i want to know more about these people's society and they, oh god they, like, you know yeah, so little it's, it's right as they like ramp up to be like hey look how open this is like and all this crazy <laughs> shit and how this like their whole planet was before they even came to earth and all that and it's like not just not gonna explain any of that because the show got canceled i and 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 like towards the end there with fucking general steel and the goddamn hammer <laughs> that fucking thing oh, it was just like pacific rim too <laughs> i don't know where, where everything's back to pacific rim this episode but really just the is. fact that like they the finishing move on that was just the fact that this jet this giant jetpack lifted it up into the air and it just extended its leg out and and the firing move when he presses fire is they just turn the jets off and gravity is is the weapon of this giant behemoth fucking like steel structure of a of a of whatever that like a robot thing like it, it, <laughs> like the what are they called in, in Pacific Rim are they just called titans in that uh fuck J what the what are they called Jaegers. Yeah, it's basically just like a Jaeger where it just it's it's so heavy that the fact that it falls on this monster is what kills it. That, I mean, that was something with Pacific Rim though. It yeah. captured the weight of something that big. Yes. I know. And the fact that like in Pacific Rim, like when it punched the monsters, it had to have jets on the back of the elbow <laughs> to propel it forward. And this had that thing too. I was like, yes, when I saw that, because it was just too fucking perfect. That thing was amazing. <laughs> fucking General Steel. He's like all going crazy. He's crazy paranoid that people are trying to steal his tech and they're, they're trying to steal they're trying to steal the hammer away from him. <laughs> yeah, that. Ah, oh man. Then that fight that sequence when they're back. that that sequence at the end when they're when they go to fight the um G was it G six or G three? I can't remember if it's G three or G six, but like basically like the secret organization. Um, and the fucking hammer is just flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> to attack their their what their version of what a, a like a Marvel hell carrier. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, that's there's a lot of stuff in that show that I love. Like the there's so much lore there. Like the amount of world building in that show was like you could tell like there there was a lot of storyboarding that that went on with this. Like there's probably like years worth of just like notes and 
and all the stuff that goes into building just this just one season of this show and you you could certainly tell that there was a plan with everything and it sucks that it got canceled because there's just a whole lot to be explored with this show I, I really hope it comes back but i know it's kind of one of those things where it would need to be commented into existence and not enough yes. people watched this fucking show I to begin know. with it's so good and i feel like it might it might not ever be commented into existence i think it'd be like along the same lines like the best we'll ever get is like a couple comics like what happened yeah. with like stargate just i mean nobody's like i don't know i've i feel i'm the i feel like i'm the only one talking about it ever is symbiotic type well, we, i feel like we, everybody else is like i've never heard of this if you're a fan of anything by uh Gen I I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Gendy or is it Gen Gendy? I never because that sounds Gendy, more like a real name. Gendy Tartakovsky. If you like any of his stuff, Samurai Jack, fucking if you like Hotel Transylvania, Dexter's <laughs> go Lab, fucking, Samurai Jack, yeah. um yeah. Johnny Bravo Primal, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Did all kinds yeah. of good stuff. If I, you're a fan of his, definitely check out Symbiotic Titan because this, like, I think it definitely deserves, it deserved a better shake than it got. Just nobody watched it at the time it came out. And granted, people, yeah. the time it came out, people were looking for something different. Um, I think it hit, yeah. it hit either slightly after or maybe, like, slightly before Adventure Time. Um, yeah. And it was still kind of doing that... I mean, like Samurai Jack was ahead of its time, but then when this came, it was like almost too late. Yeah. Like just th trends have shifted um, to that. Like Adventure Time really actually went back to a rubber hose animation style, basically. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it's simpler, easy, easier shapes, easier, all all that. Um, I don't feel people wanted a high action cartoon at that point in time like anything yeah. really mature um, we're, we're definitely ripe for that now that's for sure well and that's why i feel if if it ever exists in some format it's going to either be funded by adult swim or on netflix like it, yeah it can't exist anywhere else but you need to have people talking about it because otherwise it's just never going to exist yeah it god it was just it's so good you guys gotta seriously give this show a watch um there's a lot of good there's a lot of good stuff going there. I really love the sequences from showing like their their home planet. I love like seeing um fucking all the character development. Yeah, I mean just good. Well, and even for I thought they had one of the better arcs of uh Peter Griffin. Uh no, what what <laughs> what was his name again? Octus. Octus. Yeah, they, they he had one of the better arcs for being an AI as much as I know a lot of people don't care about humanizing AIs. But yeah, but he has a good arc with many episodes where he is kind of questioning even like, like, why do people care about him? Is Like, is he even useful? You know, like it, he's having these uh, moments where he's he basically becomes human in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the stuff with like Lance growing up and like being like basically like this outcast and the way he kind of redeems himself. Um, I, he's, he was definitely like an underdog in that specific arc. Yeah. And you're like rooting for him. You're like, God damn it. These people, it just don't, he, yeah, it's just well, let I him, really like Lance let him succeed. He, he is one of those characters that is 
and I, I don't really want to evoke it, but I'm going to say he's like a Sasuke kind of. Where he's like, he's, he's an off-putting he's jerk. Yeah, like brooding yeah. all the fucking time. But even he has very human moments where I guess like Sasuke never really did. But <laughs> in in this, it's like Lance has moments where you actually see, you see that he has, he has had a less than perfect life and why he yeah. is the way he is. Yeah, they they show why he, yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, I really like, like right at the beginning or right off the bat when they, when they go to the school and they, they have like their school identities or whatever. And <laughs> he shows up and, and they're like, the teacher's like, you want to say something about yourself? And he just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and all the girls are like, they immediately start swooning over him. I find it <laughs> funny cause it's a little like role reversal because the princess, princess Luna, she, uh, or Alana, sorry. Um, she uh, she's kind of the nerd. Yeah, she's like a loser hippie girl that like nobody wants to be. <laughs> yeah. And that okay, and that's another thing I wanted to touch on like these people like okay, so they're they're like an advanced alien race with like far, far superior technology and yet they're fucking country bumpkins. <laughs> like they <laughs> Like the 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 winter the winter harvest festival and castles on a hill like fuck it and and but they're like they have technology where they press a button on their wrist and they're immediately covered in fucking armor. (laughs) What the fuck is this? Why why are they the way they are? Where it was like my dad wore the biggest dumbest stupid hat. I know (laughs) it's like it's like what. What is this? Why, like, with the technology they have, they should have like sprawling metropolises. Like, their 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 planet should look worse than Earth <laughs> with, with the technology they have. <laughs> but for all we know, like, there's a whole lot there that's not developed. They could just have a whole fucking planet that's just devoted to just all the industry shit, and they just they're, they're, they they yeah. rule they rule on a a, a paradise planet. <laughs> and it, and it could almost be like an Avatar esque thing, and I, not Last Airbender, but uh, <laughs> the, the yeah the yeah, blue James alien Cameron avatar, avatar yeah. where it is like oh they have an element there that uh, basically gives them tech or something like far beyond what we have. Yeah, that too. But yeah, and it like. God, he's obviously Octus is like a new unknown technology that I who knows where that came from and we'll never know. (laughs) I don't know where I came from. (laughs) (laughs) Who and who I'm trying to remember who voiced Octus because I want to say it was the same guy that played the roommate in Mission Hill. Oh, yeah. Have you ever ever Uh, seen Mission Hill? Yeah, I love Mission Hill. God, that that if you want to talk about underrated cartoon, that one also never really got a fair shake. I feel like he's that guy who's been he's been in all kinds of stuff, but he's not like he's never a main character. Yeah, he's always kind of like it because I I believe he's in Steven Universe. He's uh, sour cream in Steven Universe. Yeah, that sounds right. He just has that voice. Is he from like the Drew Carey show? Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. His name is Brian Poss- Poson. Yeah, he's been in all kinds of shit. Yeah, so Brian Poson. Uh, let's see. Where did IMDb? I hate that I Google like doesn't he's pop been up with IMDb. He looks like one of those weird background Drew Carey show characters. So, an IMDb known for Run, Ronnie, Run, the Sarah Silverman program, Knights of Badassdom, Sex Drive. Hmm. Big Bang Theory. 
and he's kind of like uh uh who's that h john benjamin he's kind of like h john benjamin where it's like this is a guy you hire just because he has a weird unique voice yeah and not because you want him to do anything special <laughs> like it's like he has zero range it's just yeah you know, like i i need that specific deep he was weird nerdy he was, guy voice <laughs> yeah he was in an episode of the simpsons He's in season two of Minecraft story mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a character in that. Uncle Grandpa. He was in With Bob and David. Um, oh, he was in season one of Minecraft story mode, too. Uh, what else has he been in? Yeah, he was one of the main cast of Minecraft story mode. And obviously, Bob's. he was in an episode of Bob's Burgers. Uh, he was in an episode of Metalocalypse as well. Doesn't surprise me. He's, he's yeah, he's kind of everywhere. He's one of those guys where it's like minor, everything. yeah, good, like solid minor roles. He was in Reno Reno nine one one. Yeah, he's one of those <laughs> just uh, like bordering into like uh, he's famous for being famous type yeah. persons. <laughs> yeah, Tom Which goes I mean, to the mayor. The the person who I the definitive famous for being famous person I always feel is Bruce Valanche. Um, <laughs> Where I was like, was he like for a long time? I was like, was he just famous for being on Hollywood yeah. Squares? He was like the center square yeah. on Hollywood Squares for all eternity. And then I <laughs> dug into it and I was like, no, I guess he's a composer for I forget what, but he he composed something real famous. And then it's just like not necessarily that he retired, but I'm like, yeah, then he just was Hollywood Squares for the rest of his days. <laughs> I think uh, so. I think I figured out why Mission Hill never got a fair shake. 1999 to 2002, the world wasn't ready for Mission Hill in 1999. Yeah, though M- Mission Hill um was a comic series. Oh, that's right. I always forget that it was like because they did that, and I think Baby Blues also had an Adult Swim show. Yeah, you're right. And those were both comic series. But yeah, Mission Mission Hill as a TV series, it was fantastic. Yeah, it, it it was one of the many's that didn't get a fair shake, but that it kind of like it was one of those shows where I have to assume it was fairly expensive to make, and then shows that happened after that were very much like, wow, this cost us like a nickel to fucking make, and everybody watched it. We're you know when it comes to like Squid Billies and Twelve Ounce Mouse and. Assy McGee and yeah, they got he was in men and other trash. He was in one episode of Seinfeld. Ah, but it seems like the first biggest thing he did was being in Mr. Show. (laughs) It was he was in the original TV short for Mr. Show in 1996. Actually, wait, oh, 1990. So that was that's weird. Like they showed the Mr. Show thing. They showed the 1996 Mr. Show TV short before the actual Mr. Show, (laughs) which is 1995. They showed 1996 before 1995. So, yeah, he was like the very first thing he was in was a movie called Palm Poco. He was in Palm Poco? Yeah. That's a Miyazaki film. Oh, is it? Yeah. I've never seen this one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I always see it. Yeah. I just saw the name. I wasn't familiar with the name, but yeah, that's uh, he was in the English he was in the dub for for Pompoko. He was uh Hayashi. I don't know if that rings any bells. I've never seen Pompoko. But yeah, but then after that like he did like one other thing, but like this basically his first thing was being in Mr. Show. That's in that 
seems like that just kind of launched his whole career from there. I will forever be a background character in everything. Yeah, exactly. Right, he was in six episodes of, uh, wait, no, that, that was, I was looking at the wrong. He's 21 episodes of Mr. Show. I mean, he so. plays a great robot. He can be a robot <laughs> in anything. Yeah, exactly. Just, they should have cast him as Mr. Robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's, he's closely, um, he's, he's just really, it seems like he's really closely associated with, uh, fucking what's his face, Bob Odenkirk and, um, fuck what's the other guy's name i i always forget his name for some reason um david cross seems like he's pretty closely associated with those two more so david cross i think because i mean he was in run runny run but i don't know why i'm going deep into this guy's history this weird, but this weird background character this weird background character he's forever doomed to being a background character he plays um, a good background character <laughs> man this guy this, uh, god i forgot his name already you, Fuck you it. need a Bri- background character this is your guy <laughs> yeah he, this guy brian poson he plays a mean background character <laughs> Nobody uh, plays yeah. background characters like he does. He plays Which, the I don't know. If, and, and, and whenever I think of David Cross, I can't help but think about that time that Justin Roiland got his hands on the EPK for the, the yeah the EPK for um, Kung Fu Panda, and that they had that <laughs> that bizarre interview with David Cross where he just just spoke complete total and total nonsense to the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh that was the best that's just the like if you guys haven't heard that just look up grandma's virginity listen to the whole show it's great uh be aware that a lot of it doesn't age well anymore because this we're talking like 2010 to 2012 for a podcast or 10 years ago if you um, like a good fart joke Please don't cancel. Yeah, please don't cancel Justin Roiland for a podcast he created 10 years ago. <laughs> um, but that's that episode where he talks about talks about that EPK with David Cross and Kung Fu Panda. It's it's I don't know. It, I don't think David Cross ever turns it off. I think he's just always on in the in the comedian sense. He's just he's always playing some sort of character in his head. I don't I don't think there's we've ever seen a time where David Cross was just David Cross. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that. So we should probably move on to some of our community engagement stuff here because I've I've rambled on long enough about David Poson. <laughs> Cause that's that's yeah, all you I just did. Like a, you marketing him? Are you his agent too? You're not yeah, just my I'm, agent. You're his I'm agent. Your, yeah, we're bo- yeah. I'm <laughs> multiple. I'm a, I'm an agent to multiple multiple parties here. Why can't um, you get him a TV show? I'll be a great background character yeah. one of these days. <laughs> I'm gonna See, that, be a that's... background character on the Precisely Punk. <laughs> <laughs> a background character. <laughs> <laughs> I will just sound far away the whole time. It'll just be like, hey, it's me, Marcus, on the Precisely podcast. God damn it, Marcus. I like I like that terminology though. Now from now on, whenever I go on a show, it's I was yeah, I was a background character on the GOGP show this week. 
or if I go in any other pot, like, let's see, what other podcasts have I been on? Oh, I was on, I was on Geek Freaks podcast recently. And I'm like, yeah, I was a background, I was a background character in the Big Geek Freaks podcast. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. That's great. Yeah, that'll, that'll, when, when we when we get all set up on IMDb, that's what I'll set myself up as a <laughs> background character. <laughs> is it is it a, is it a named credit? That's the question. <laughs> is it, is, does the role have a name? <laughs> that that's what it, separates it from like a cameo appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, cameo, those are expensive now. <laughs> and you got to pay extra money to get that watermark removed. Yeah, but how much <laughs> does this, a background character, how much would that cost? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, let's uh, let's pull up some uh, the community engagement here. Uh, where'd it go? Where did I go? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so this week is... What is your favorite summertime video game memory? Mar- Marcus, what, what's your favorite summertime video game memory? If you have one. Uh, Are they all favorites? <laughs> I don't know if I have one in, in particular. I know there was yeah. a few summers where it would just be like up all night playing Smash Brothers at a friend's house. Way yeah. On the N64, I'd have to like sneak my N64 over because it was like mine and my brother's console. So I'd have to be careful that he didn't know I was bringing it over. <laughs> For me, I think it'd have to be like when Pokemon Yellow came out, because I mean, that's the one I got was Pokemon Yellow, because I was all about that Pikachu. And uh, (laughs) so I got that and just basically staying up all night playing that (laughs) would be my my summertime memory. Just playing lots of Pokemon Yellow, staying up until dawn. (laughs) Yeah, I have some memories doing that with uh, like Command and Conquer. Yeah, that all, too. All fucking night playing Command and Conquer. Red Alert 2. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. So we have first comment comes in from code at LGA code saying four player Game Boy link cable. Enough said. <laughs> but what game? <laughs> it's clearly Pokemon. He was just trading. <laughs> four player trading. I don't know. Um, the Heckin' Call podcast at The Heckin' Call says, One summer I was working second shift 3 to 11, and then I would stay up till 3 to 4 a.m. playing Rogue Galaxy on my PlayStation 4. It was a shitty summer, but that game made it better. Rogue Galaxy is a shit. That game... It's, it's good stuff. I have an arc with that game. Yeah. I actually think that was a summer game for me back on the PS2. Oh, really? Um I have some some good memories and some bad memories with that game. Uh, Geek Freaks Podcast, uh, at Geek Freaks Pod. And as I said, I was a background character in recent episode. <laughs> um, heading to my friend's house to play Smash Bros. Melee all the time. Um, so Wizard Podcast, at So Wizard Podcast, says... I had to grind to level up enough to beat Fantasy Star 2, so that was literally all I did except eat and sleep for two months until my dad finally physically dragged me outside and locked me out so I would play outside. That sounds like a terrible memory. Your favorite memory is getting locked outside of your house? No, that that was not the... (laughs) (laughs) Um... The Idiot Savants at The Idiot Savants says, Smash Bros. on the Nintendo 64 in my attic bedroom. Why Smash Bros? Uh, Smash is where it's at. Yeah. 
Roland in the Geek at Roland the Geek says, getting all the guys together to play good old GoldenEye N64, and then in later years getting everyone together after work with our Xbox setups and doing a huge LAN game in the living room with them all connected. LOL. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Uh, the Horror Club podcast at The Horror Club says, playing Sims for five hours thinking it was only 30 minutes. Yeah, no, I know that one. I spent quite a few hours playing The Sims. Um, a Cine Fan Talking podcast, a Cine Fan Talking, or at a Cine Fan Talking, says, running complete seasons of Super Tecmo Bowl with my brother and cousin on the SNES. Good ass times. Um, Awfully Irish podcast at Awfully Irish says Kino Der Toten with uh, at Darag H underscore D one, two, three. <laughs> That's a weird friend name. No. <laughs> uh, Thomas underscore Crow at Crow Thomas 36 says teabagging noobs uh, not Der Untoten. What, I, what is that? Knocked der Untoten. I mean, it's German. What is this game? Is it a? Is it just a German name for a certain game? Let's see. Something dead. Oh fucking! It's the it's zombie mode in Call Call of Duty. Okay, I was like, Toten is dead. Something or other. Night knocked. This must be night then. Yeah. Um. Night of the Undead. Yeah, something like that. And then I was like, I know Kino just means play or playing, depending. I mean, it's just play as a verb. I know very little German. (laughs) I took two years of German in high school. I know two years of German in high school is worth. Yeah, I guess it was just, yeah, it's just, it was literally just the Nazi zombies mode in Call of Duty. Okay, they must just call it something different there for obvious reasons. Are they Nazis in there? In Germany, I I or I would imagine not because I thought it was I thought it, it had to be zombies because I'm pretty sure like that swastika and stuff is banned and talking about Nazis are banned over there. I I mean I don't so think I like talking yeah. about it and all that's necessarily banned. I just know you can't that's like like have it in you can't media. like sympathize and then yeah I just don't think I think it's still a sensitive topic for obvious reasons, which is how you know we should view the Confederate flag. Uh, here, but obviously don't. I guess those are, I think those are names of the zombies maps. Isn't it crazy that this podcast has been going almost as long as the Confederacy? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hot takes by Marcus. It's uh, hilarious. Alright, well that's all I had on Twitter. Let's move to, I had a few on Instagram for our community engagement. So first up we have Zap Knight Gaming. Uh, Pokemon Gen 1 was released and all the kids in the neighborhood sit in the front yard together experiencing Pokemon for the very first time. Yep, that's basically me. <laughs> um, the Clap Trap to, says to me... There weren't many things better than getting home from Little League practice just to throw on some Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on the N64 and hit moonshots over the green monster. That's a a lot of baseball terms in one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a foreign language to me. (laughs) 
Can you speak in anime baseball terms? Yeah, <laughs> just speaking anime baseball terms, man. Ken Griffey Jr. That's a name I haven't heard in a long ass time. The man, um, the legend. Yeah, unofficial I was controller. Always a, a Mike Pizza guy, <laughs> or a, it was actually what Mike Piazza or something like. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, unofficial controller podcast says playing uh, playing Jeff Cramon's Micropose Grand Prix on Atari Street with my mate Terry Blow. I don't know what any of that is. <laughs> I don't know who your mate Terry Blow is. I don't. <laughs> uh, maybe may, maybe that S Street was a, was not supposed to be there, but um, I've played a lot of that. Let's see, micro pose. Uh, I wonder if that's supposed to be pole position Grand Prix. I don't know. I played a lot of pole position on the Atari twenty six hundred. It's those I mean, those roads. To use the word the term mate, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but maybe uh, he's like from the UK or and it's called something different. Maybe, yeah, but yeah, those but roads they go straight and they turn left and they turn right and it's just an inf- you're just infinitely passing other F1 cars. <laughs> I never had an Atari. My my first console was the NES. It's a good ass console though. <laughs> uh precisely podcast says playing the game boy or game gear while in the car going to the beach or museum nothing beats sucking so many batteries dry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like yep Ga- uh, game gear will do that than the the games game boys game boy batteries lasted a lot longer but game gear would just man s- sucks the life right out of <laughs> Uh, Ghost of Gamer Past says, I found a decent haul of Game Boy games at a random garage sale held by elder, elderly folk. I asked how much the games were, and to my surprise, the senior citizen said 25 cents a game. Dollar signs appeared over my eyeballs like in the cartoons, and I sold those games to suckers who still play Game Boy games. I'm joking. I kept the games, and I actually played them. <laughs> 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 oh, GOGP is always so full of jokes. Um, but he, I don't, I, if he heard me say this, he would probably be like, that, those, that wasn't a joke. I played all those games. I want to be a background and character I believe, on his show. <laughs> I think we all want to be a background on the GOGP he's show. hiring background character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the, what are the rates? What are your rates as a background character? I take <laughs> almost no money. <laughs> I literally uh, take no dollars. <laughs> God, that's all I had speak on to my it's agent good. Justin to book book me as a background. <laughs> oh God, let's see what else do I get to? Okay, let's see. I gotta find my saved posts on Facebook here because it's hard to navigate sometimes. Okay, here we go. So on Facebook we have. That is Twitter. How did I get to Twitter? Mm. That's weird. Right. Okay. Surprisingly, we only got five comments on Facebook. Usually we get more on Facebook. Um, Lebec says, playing Earthbound for the first time. And Dan says, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Arizona Ice-T Tallboys, and Allison Chains Dirt on repeat on my boombox. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Uh, Filippo says the movies great Hollywood production simulation game spent three whole fucking months for years on that shit totally worth my time 
<laughs> Some simulation games. Uh, Walker says Marvel 2 Hyperbolic Time Chamber. Um... Sean says, I fell in love with the PlayStation 2 in the summer of 09. It had been around for a while, but we really got to know each other on those warm nights. It was my first, uh, we'd lay in bed together, just exploring each other. The relationship went on for a while, but I'll admit I was young and distracted by newer models that kept releasing. But I will always remember that summer. Too long didn't read, I fucked a console. <laughs> uh jokes got them jokes <laughs> but that's uh that's the last that's the last one that's it that's all she wrote i mean that's what i'm worried about with the ps5 it's, it's too sexy easy breaking in a new <laughs> God damn it. Oh. i mean it starts great but eventually it's gonna get old and worn like the last <laughs> oh, god damn it <laughs> discolored <laughs> It's all yellow, like like the yeah, fucking like the, the, the S. Yeah, Super Nintendo. It didn't keep its color. It didn't keep its pigment. God. Well, uh, it's time to put a bullet in that cast. I love those top loaders. It's just easier. God. This is horrible. Okay, I gotta get away from this. It's getting worse. All right. Well, that's our show for the week. If you enjoy. What we do here, please give us a five-star review on Apple and Podchaser, uh, and consider sharing the show with your friends. If you enjoy this show, you probably have friends that also will enjoy this show. You probably have fucked a console. Uh, hopefully not, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's po- that's a possibility. I it's not off the table. <laughs> <laughs> but uh also you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter if you want to check out our website that is lga.gg if you want to join our discord that is chat.lga.gg and if you want to email us or ask us any questions that is social at lga.gg and you can ask us questions we will answer them on the show or if you want a uh to provide a question of the week for a community engagement just let us know in that email and i will add it to the list of questions for community engagement and also we are part of the video game podcast alliance and you can find that at gaming podcast is it shit is a game yeah gaming gaming podcast alliance.com yeah Tell them and the places you can, you can find me as a background character. Uh, uh, right now, currently, only the Lit Gaming Arena podcast. But in the future, in, in the future, you might be on the Precisely podcast. Who knows? You might be hanging out with Bo and, uh, and, and Kelly on the Precisely show. I want to be a background character on Short Select. We, we technically kind of, actually, we kind of were. Because our, our bit was on their show. Yeah, see, I was a background character. <laughs> yeah. You got you so you have some you have some experience being a background character in other I'm, shows. I'm building out that IMDB page. I'm <laughs> Yeah, when we when we my finally got on IMDB. Vita, my CV's gonna look awesome. Yeah, well yeah. When we when we get on IMDB, your credits are gonna be numerous. <laughs> You're gonna be the biggest name in video game podcasting. By the time we're through, the biggest background character. <laughs> yeah, you'll be the you'll be the biggest name and background character video game podcasting. <laughs> God damn it! Okay, that's that's it. We're done. This is the show. See you next week. Peace.
like that scene in Space Force where they're like, they're trying to look at a, a rocket that they got on like a weird, it was just an Im a blurry image of a rocket. And Steve Carell's character goes, enhance. And enhance. And they're like, <laughs> and the, the John Malkovich character is like, we can't, we can't just create information off of, from nothing. Um, but we can't, we can't increase the contrast on the image and they go, okay, increase the contrast. And it just makes like the image like crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>